Hey y'all, welcome to episode two of Who Made You Sis? And happy Black History Month. This episode is brought to you by the Diaz Collections and this is your host, Doriana Diaz. Who Made You Sis? is an archival documentation of spiritual dialogue with fellow black women, creatives, storytellers, healers, and wellness practitioners. This podcast harnesses our existence in our truest forms. It is in commemoration of folklore, narrative, and language. When we surrender to our blueprint, our reimagined selves, we are closer to discovering our individual and collective God selves in the clouds, on grass, on water, on everything. These conversations live in assurance to pass themselves forward into our collective memory. This episode is in partnership with Capri's Apothecary, a black queer owned apothecary based in Austin, Texas, created with intention and celebration by my sweet love, Caesar. Capri's is an enchantment of homegrown and handmade essentials that will soothe your bodily functions and heal your tender spirit. Support our good sis by heading over to her social media channels at Capri's Apothecary and treat yourself to some tinctures, tea blends, and body oil using our 20% off discount code, Who Made You Sis? Now, in this episode, we will be in spiritual dialogue with Shafan Taylor. This episode is entitled Dancing Hands. Shafan is a self-taught artist and designer whose work is centered on themes of memory, history, and imagination. In her collage work, she incorporates disjointed aspects of ordinary Black mid-century womanhood, vintage textures and patterns, as well as muted color palettes to create surreal stories and images. The often opaque and poetic themes weave together these elements to arrive at an understanding of her present life, the lives of the women before her, and the possibilities of an imagined future. Let's get started. So I would love for you to introduce yourself um, and tell us your name and your place of origin, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Siobhan. Um, you know, I'm known on the internet as Siobhan Michelle, which is my middle name. Um, but my full name is Siobhan Taylor. Um, and I am born and currently live in Wilmington, Delaware. Okay, so you're not far from me at all. That's so. That's been so, I'm not. That's so crazy. So I was looking at the zip code, and I was just like, "Oh, she's in Philly." Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I, I have a, an almost thirteen year old, but okay. um, his father lives in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like back and forth, you know, to and from Philly, like all the time. All the time. So, that's so wild. Um, I was like, "She is super close." Yeah. <laughs> not far at all. Not far at all. That's so. I love that. Um, so how one thing I want to ask you to kind of start off with and this has been such an interesting question um, but how do you define yourself um, and how do you want to be defined if at all Mm. so as I was looking at this question I wanted to really think about like what the word defined meant Mm -hmm. so I was just like, I didn't want to <laughs> be pretentious in that way. Like the last part of your question, where you're like, when you're asking, like, if you want to be defined, you know, at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and I, I think that 
I have definitely moved away from um, the way like society constructs like definitions of who we are, right? Like yeah. I could describe myself as an artist and a mother and, you know, a daughter and all of those things, um, you know, but what I will say is that, you know, at the center of all of those places, you know, where I kind of take up space in the world, um, I, I, I think that I want to be, you know, interpreted or perceived as someone who believes in and is very much in service to the vision of her creative life, right? Yeah. Or yeah. as a a vessel from her imaginative world to this tangible one. Hmm. So, so is that, you know, definition? I don't know, but I, I, I do know that when I think about you know, all of the ways that I'm moving through the world as a mom, um, as an artist, you know, and so many other things. That's really at the center. Yeah. Um, is, you know, wanting to be in service to that particular, you know, creativity. is wanting to, um, you know, really honor um, what a gift it feels like um, to be imaginative, you know, to have an imagination. So... That's where I would, where I would probably land hmm. in terms of um, at least you know what I, how I think I want to be defined or interpreted or perceived. Yeah. That's so interesting because, like, I was going to ask you, do you kind of um, separate, you know, how you define yourself maybe versus how you define your artistry or how you define your art in general? And it seems as if they kind of um, go hand in hand for you. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, I definitely do think there was a moment in time where um, I did compartmentalize those things. Yeah, yeah. Right, and I didn't feel that, you know, being an artist was relative to being a mother, was relative mm. to being a partner, was relative to being a daughter. And, and, I, and, I, and I don't feel that way now um, because I think it's really hard to, you know, live a creative life or, you know, at least have a desire to live a creative life and not show up in those things. Yeah. Um. So, so I do think there was a moment where I did make an attempt to compartmentalize those things, but um, I, I do feel present day. Um, I'm actually like living as an artist, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, I'm living as an artist in the midst of doing these other things. So, um, you know, so thankfully, I, I don't feel that I have to um, separate those pieces you know, of my life anymore. I yeah. Don't. I don't. Because all of those things, all of those things require imagination, right? Right, like, right. As a mother of a son, right? Like, absolutely. Like, I yeah. have to bring yeah. um, some imagination to that particular um, part of my life and, you know, what it means to uh, reimagine what I understand about motherhood, what I understand um, about... Um, about even being a child in this particular, um, in this moment, in this world, right? I really do have to constantly, like, reorient and reimagine myself, like, in that way. So, it, so yes. 
So I, 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 I don't feel that um, I've had to compartmentalize that anymore yeah. and it feels a lot better that way yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's so so interesting to me like to talk about you know self-definition or just how we define things in general um and how that kind of changes based on us as individual human beings and just like how in relation to especially um artists for me it, it's fascinating because I think I've always struggled with kind of the expectations that certain roles or like existing in a certain role places upon you and kind of having to Mm. differentiate that with who I really am you know like I live so long in a role of student and those have certain expectations but is that defining for me no you know like I live so long in I think there's certain roles that we play that are forever you know like mother or daughter or sister and things like that and I think those things um have at least for me draw a lot more meaning but it's just so interesting you're talking about you know reimagining self because I've had moments where I have defined myself as an artist and then people can only relate to me as as that singular role and I'm like well that's not all that I am and actually the things that I create are not necessarily even who I am or my productivity as an artist isn't a you know defining factor of my humanity either so I've struggled with that where you know you define yourself by these singular roles and then they become you know everything that you are people you know like that's the encompassing factor of you um and I've really had a hard time kind of detaching myself from roles and like mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. I want a role to define me, and so I find it really fascinating. I think that's this beauty of coming. The, the thing that I love so much is like I've. I think I just. I'm like I'm just a vessel, you know. Mm-hmm. And a vessel mm-hmm. can allow me to be a mother. You know, you can birth things through your vessel. A vessel will allow me to be an artist. I think that, you know, everything coming from the place of operating from I'm simply just put here to be a vessel has made this kind of distinction between, like, which roles will define me and which roles won't a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Does that, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And, I, I, you know, I do think that... um, and perhaps maybe, you know, for women, uh, you know, more so, um, or at least, you know, those of us who find ourselves, um, having to, um, subscribe to these notions of like having to be in service, like to other yeah. people. Yeah. And so I do think it can be hard to, um, you know, understand your value outside of that. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> I think, again, like e- even as I was moving through the question that you were asking me, um, if I strip all of those things away, yeah, um, then yeah, like, like who am I without, right. you know, the way that I'm in service to other people? And, um, I think when I sat with it for a second, had the opportunity to kind of strip everything away, um, like the imagination and the creativity are, 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 are the constant, right? Those are the things that are there. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> I, I, I definitely believe that, you know, at least if I was going to, you know, make an attempt to, you know, define myself or have to, 
to um, communicate how I want to be perceived. Um, you know, it would be that, you know, stripped down. Right. Right. Um, that, that, that that's what I am, right? It's it, it's it's imagination. So, um, so yeah, and that's tough because I I I I believe that um, you can really hit rock bottom, like when you've had to remove <laughs> all the ways that like you're in service to other people. Yeah, right. Like, right. What does it mean? Like when I when my son doesn't need me in the the context of motherhood, as I understand it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean when? Um, when I, I lose a job, like what does it mean when uh, when I lose a parent? Um, what does it mean like when I lose a sister? Yeah. Um, you know, so who am I? You know, you know, outside of you know the way I relate and move around to you know, other people. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that that question of like what happens when we strip away all the roles and expectations placed upon us is like. I think you're speaking a lot too. A really important um, kind of component of maybe a, the answer is like reimagining the context, you know, um, or reimagining what it could be like um, without. And I think um, yeah. that's yeah, that's a really interesting place to be. So how do you um, yeah, how do you find the goddess in yourself within the hard to reach places? If that resonates. So I am curious. Um, like when you use the term like goddess, like yeah, do you mind unpacking that? A bit? Yeah, so I think um, for me, it, it doesn't necessarily like it's. I think it's uh, um, you know a social construct that doesn't necessarily resonate with everyone in terms of um, you know gender. Um, and I think in terms of goddess, I mean um, you know higher self or your truest self. Um, or maybe even, you know, what you're speaking to in your language of a self, uh, a version of you that's been reimagined, um, in terms of, in terms of the context of you or your human experience. Um, you know, yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate you clarifying. I just want information. Yeah. Thank you for asking. You know, with answering, you know, of course, you know, um, The part that struck me about, you know, the question um, was the mentioning of, you know, the hard-to-reach places. Yeah. Um, And so I I will say that in a moment where I I feel like I might be, you know, charting some unfamiliar territory or having to, um, you know for lack of a better word, you know, excavate myself in a way that I haven't before. Um, I, I do think I lean on um, on the interior, right? What I know has, what I know and who I know has been here before me. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I think about, you know, Audre Lorde's you know, quote all the time about, you know, to whom do I owe, you know, the symbols of my survival. And I, 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 I think about that so much because even being able to, like, arrive to this particular, you know, place, you know, as an artist and as a mother and all the other things that, you know, we've talked about in terms of, you know, definition, um, 
it is because I've had to find some example. Right? I have had to lean on some story or I've had to lean on someone else's understanding. Yeah. Um, to be able to um, like imagine myself um, in the place that I was hard. Yeah. And I think even in the context of, you know, being an artist, um, that I think this, you know, might be true for a number of us. I, I, I'm, I do not come from a family of professional artists. Experience that I've had, um, but, uh, I've had to dig very deeply about what I understand about, you know, my grandmother and what I understand about my great-grandmothers and the way that, um, they found, you know, creativity and imagination, like, in their world. Right. Um, and how that, you know, really gives me the fuel or the motivation or, um, to, I, you know, I, I would say to, to, to power through in a sense. Yeah. To, um, yeah. to feel like, Okay, no, even though um, this has not been done in the context that, you know, I am doing it, um, no, absolutely, you know, had, you know, as, you know, Alice Walker would reference, just, you know, a genius of a, of, of, of a great-great-grandmother, right? Right. So um, I have to believe, right, the story that I have to rely on um, is that the women who were here before me you know, we're also artists. I just, I have to lean on that as a story. Mm -hmm. Um, when I don't understand what's happening around me, when I am trying to, um, reach or access, you know, a hard place that feels, that always feels like, um, always feels like a pathway for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, I was going to ask, too, is, and I think you kind of answered it already, but I was going to kind of uh, piggyback off that and ask, like, wh when you feel defeated, like, where do you go? Or what energies do you tap into? Um, or, like, what um, specifically, even names, do you call upon um, in those mm -hmm. moments? Because I think that that is kind of, you know, the hard-to-reach places or the narrow places in which some, some say, you know? And for the, what does that look like yeah. for you? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I am, you know, fortunate to still have my, my grandmother here with me. Mm -hmm. um, and so <clears throat> very often, um, you know, I... I feel privileged, you know, to not just be able to, to to call on her, but to literally be able to call her. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and I am always, um, you know, just renewed by her, um, you know, her enduring spirit, her grace, and her um, ability to perceive me, right? And so I think, yeah. you know, yeah. when we talk about others seeing us, you know, I, I, I do feel privileged in um, having a woman in my life 
who 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 sees me and 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 has done so um for 32 years now yeah. and the way in which <clears throat> you know she is a vessel right and the way right. that right. she has you know poured into and spoken over and spoken into um you know me i i feel you know really grateful to be um you know renewed by those moments and so <clears throat> i think that for sure um wow, yeah especially as I've, I've gotten older um i've i've you know i've really grown to you know appreciate um her seeing me and seeing her also yeah for sure for sure. Absolutely. For sure. I think that, that that truth really like um floods into your art as well. Um mm. and I'm I'm really wondering um how has your artistry and the collective black consciousness impacted your individual and collective healing? And do you think mm. that for you in terms of your artistry um like do you know do you sit down and cultivate work to heal individually or is it more mm. of an experience of being of service? to your community mm. um or do you know do they tap into one another like how um how do your artists or is it ritual for you you know yeah no and and so you know i do believe that um like one lends itself to the other right, I, right. I do think that um we do you know a great service you know in terms of being an example being being an example of healing to others you know when we um, are working throughout our own healing. And so, um, and we've all had that experience, right? Like we've seen, um, we can so very clearly see the work that someone else has done. Yeah. And it is an inspiration to us, you know, to also move through that work. So, um, I definitely think one, one lends itself to the other. So, you know, my, um, my being able to, you know, look at the, um, you know, the collective, you know, the continued collective healing. Right. And, you know, resilience, you know, of, you know, of my people. Absolutely. Like, how could I not be inspired yeah. to, um, you know, to heal in a particular way? And I, I am also of the belief that um, creativity is, is a portal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, to a reality, to yeah. healing, to liberation. Um, so I, I think not in just this moment, but, you know, always um, I, 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 I find that I, I think that black folk are, are always desperately like seeking new worlds. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. To inhabit. Right. Yeah. Because this one is just not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I I think that happens, you know, for us on a personal level, you know, as artists. And, you know, I think there have been um, a number of artists whose, you know, personal vision, you know, of healing um, has become a collective one. Right. And that, um, you know, so whenever, you know, I'm moving through my work and I'm thinking about, um, like the North Stars of, you know, of my work and 
if I'm quoting Alice Walker, you know, or Audre Lorde, or, you know, Toni Morrison, or, you know, whomever, um, you know, it's because, you know, their personal vision yeah. um, has just become, you know, um, a collective vision for right. work, for healing, for liberation, for, uh, for, for a new world. Right. <clears throat> so, um, you know, one, I, I feel, um, you know, honored to witness that, to be, um, you know, able to receive that. Um, and that also, um, you know, feel deeply grateful when, um, you know, the work I make is resonant with others. Because you don't always think that. Right. right? Like, absolutely. You think, you think that in the moment. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, sometimes when, you know, as artists, like the, the the work is very personal, right? It's almost selfish yeah. a lot of times. Um, <clears throat> you know, as you're moving through it, and then you know, once you're on the other side, um, and you've kind of like worked through your through your thing, through your stuff, um, you know, you watch it resonate with others because um, none of us are going through something that someone else is not experiencing right. or has experienced or will experience, right? So, um, I feel really grateful in that regard, um, to not only have it resonate, you know, but to also be reminded that like, okay, girl, like it ain't, it's not just you. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's not just you. Um, yeah. so I think that also, um, that lends itself to, you know, its own, I think, conversations, you know, about healing, about, about not being alone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I think that, I hope that is. <laughs> no, totally. That, I think that <laughs> is so interesting. Thank you for, yeah, sharing. I think for me, like, I always think back to uh, Nina Simone said, you know, it's an artist's duty to reflect the times in which we live. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it has to, for me, it has to start internally in order to kind of radiate externally. Um, Absolutely. You know, yeah, and I think that that's a, you know about uh, sort of the the not necessarily the answer. I think there's always more than one answer, but mm-hmm. part of um, a piece of the puzzle in terms of you know uh, cultivating new futures um, for ourselves yeah. and for okay. one another and for our children and um, for our loved ones. And I think that is part of it. Is you know. Um, for me, when I create, I'm like, I know when I'm creating from a place of inauthenticity, um, I, it's a feeling. Um, and I think the feeling, the opposite of play, creating from a place of authenticity or from, you know, my truest self, you know, you could say goddess or that for me or the higher self or, or my truest self um, is when, you know, I, I kind of completely let myself go. You know, I can be creating, and, and I feel this moment where I'm completely letting myself go, and I'm just in it, and that's where it feels magical. Um, and I yeah. think that's where, when I I know it will can resonate, you know, because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm me, I'm fully me. And all the kind of, like, external things that are that go on in one's head, like, are people going to, you know, how are people going to, are they going to like it, is it going to, whatever, all that kind of, like, qu- questioning and judgment of self kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fades away. And I think, yeah. you know, it's so interesting. I don't know if you define yourself as a collage artist or a visual artist. Um, but <laughs> for me, I think collage, uh, handcrafted collage in my experience has been 
one of the most um, useful tools and kind of my own self-healing. Um, and I think there's mm-hmm. immense beauty in particularly handcrafting a collage. You know, you can't make the same thing twice, and you make mistakes, mm-hmm. and you rework it, and you pay something down, and you can't take it off, and you wish you could, and you have to kind of reimagine, right, um, its existence and, and how it can kind of bloom and, and flourish. And I think it, it's a beautiful yeah. kind of archive of our evolution because you can sit down and you can go through magazines or whatever you're, however you're creating or books or poetry or short stories and cut out words in that moment that speak or resonate to your spirit. And you, mm-hmm. you can sit down the next day and cut out completely different things that resonate. So I think it's just like yeah. a beautiful archive of your actual evolution of, of your human experience because each time something diff- completely different is going to be, you know, made. And, and that's no, what's absolutely. so beautiful about it to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think it's, it, I wanted to kind of connect that with is is art a form of protest for you? Is if you identify with being a collage artist, is that kind of a, a form or genre um, of artistry that kind of um, enforces or influences your own personal protest, um, or does that not resonate at all, or is it just something you know you do? <laughs> yeah, no, and um, so. I identify as a collage artist. Um, I don't know why that question feels so hard to answer. No, that's um, okay. That's totally okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that um, I, I would definitely say yes. Um, it's so funny. I, and again, like the first thing in my mind was like, there would be a lot of people who'd be upset if you did it. <laughs> not the point. Not the point at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, 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 I do. And so what I will say is um, that the more that I understand, um, you know, collage art, um, mm-hmm. the more that I feel, um, I, I feel deeply connected to the art form um because I feel like a collage thing. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And um, that's why, like, even answering the question, like, about definition, like, about self, and it, it, um, it, it is, it is fascinating to also feel like a, um, to also feel like a collage. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, when I say that, um, I, I, I just mean, um, I completely lost my, my train of thought, but, um, It, it, it feels fascinating to also feel like a collage thing, right? And so this assembly and mm. reassembly mm. of being, and right, shifting around the scraps of your old yeah. self and tucking them under a new self, you know, trying to imagine some self of the future, right? And so 
um, as beautiful as it all sounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is overwhelming yeah. at moments to me. Yeah. And I don't want to be another person. I don't want to become someone else. Right. I don't want to fragment myself again. I, I don't want to cut into myself once more. I don't want to rearrange myself so often. And so I think that, you know, the other thing that I feel, um, you know, with collage work is just, you know, the nature of its, um, of, of, of its unpredictability and um, how for as much as you feel like as an artist, you know, you have control, like to your point, like, once you start to like glue things down, like you, yeah, <laughs> you can't move them. <laughs> yeah, and so there yeah. is a um, a sense of, of of like loss of control that you know. Um, yes, you know, absolutely. I feel to something that absolutely. I I feel in 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 in, in my real life, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. um. And then a lot of times in the work, right, and I just remember thinking this this morning is um, sometimes when I'm, um, at least physically, like, doing so hand-cut, like, analog, um, I, 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 I only feel like I have my eye in my hand. And I feel that way moving through the world sometimes. Like, I think it's really easy to get caught, so caught up in, like, in, 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 in the physical reality of this place. And... A lot of times, like, when I'm working, like, that's what I feel. I just feel like my eye and my hand. I just feel like those physical things. Yeah, yeah. And um, then I do reach a moment, right? I do reach a particular, you know, point in practice where, um, okay, I'm like, no, in my hand, you know, is a memory. Or in my hand is, you know, a past or a future dream. Or is a tender spot. Or um, are my really jagged edges? Or yeah. are my obsessions? Or, you know, all of all of my mistakes, all of my errors. And those things really um, show themselves in practice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think, you know, <clears throat> sometimes <laughs> it's so funny to hear folks say, oh, my God, you know. This is so beautiful. Like it looks so soothing, and so you know, sometimes like the actual like physical cutting, <laughs> right? It feels like very violent to me. Sometimes. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, but you know, that is also um, that also feels like a you know particular kind of like you know catharsis for me. Too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and I, I feel like I'm probably like rambling a bit, but um, no, I think. <laughs> and then kind of like in all this all of this moving around right and all of this and all of this kind of going through the motions that I feel like you know collaging can be sometimes um, you know we're just cutting ourselves from some old world and you know placing ourselves in a new one um, and so I, I love um, I love the I love that reminder yeah yeah I love that reminder in the work that um, that something, you know, old, you know, can become new, um, that something can have a new meaning, that something, um, can provide new context, that something can provide a new experience. Um, 
and so I, I enjoy I enjoy that reminder um, that I also have the ability, you know, to do that to yeah. become that thing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and I, and I to answer, you know, the latter part of your question about, um, you know, protest. You know, I would say that um, <clears throat> probably not protest in a way that. Um, we would jump to like when we immediately hear it, right? Like I don't think that um, I, I would not consider my work um, like protest art, right? In any form, right? I just, that's not. I, I think there are um, artists who do an incredible job at that particular work, but um, I think if if we're talking about protest as um, as just like objection, you know, or, or 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 disapproval or being in opposition to something um, that, you know, we might feel powerless to. I, I do think that that happens for me in the art personally. Yeah. Right. I do yeah. think that um, I am personally grappling with the ways that, um, you know, I feel you know, disapproved of or, you know, perhaps the ways I feel, um, you know, sometimes, you know, generally black women, um, you know, are being, you know, perceived in the world. And I know like a lot of my early work, um, like was about scale and it was about, you know, placing like these larger than life, you know, black women, um, like into these like new worlds, into these yeah. new realities. Yeah. Um, and so that was a very particular response. Um, you know, so that was in, you know, 2017 and um, we had, you know, certainly embarked on a new moment, yeah. um, you yeah. know, that year. And yeah. so I think I was contemplating a lot about how, um, you know, black women personally like me as myself and generally like how we were showing up in the world and I think you know um even though I've never stated it like you know explicitly I do think like you know the intention of my early work um was about um making you know black women like larger than life right like having them um sit on top of, you know, mountains and planets and, you know, at the end of horizons and, you know, really um, grappling, you know, with visibility and all of that stuff. Um, And I think, you know, personally grappling with visibility as an artist and, you know, all of that. And um, so for sure, you know, I I could probably draw a through line. from that work, you know, three years ago, you know, to now. And, you know, think about, you know, what that particular, like what the idea of protest looks like. And I think um, that, you know, now, um, I I think that, um, I, I mean, I do think that, you know, the climate of the last few years has um, has you know created a space where like a lot of the art that like we may encounter um, 
is about like a response to, you know, the external world or institutions or systems and, you know, all of those things. And I think Mm -hmm. that um, my work, at least over the last year or so, um, has just really been about like, all right, like how do I carve out time to like just have a conversation like with myself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I, I think that is, you know, what is reflective um, in my work at the moment. So I really don't have a desire to talk out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. so I want it to be a language that um, for whomever under- whoever needs to understand it or for whomever can understand right. it will do so. Right. right. Not, you know, needing to, like, be in conversation with these other, these other things that are happening. Yeah. Around me. So... So, yeah, I, I, and so, you know, I think initially, like, when I read the word protest, I was definitely thinking a particular thing. But, you know, I I, I think, <clears throat> you know, to start, you know, the genesis and then, you know, come to now, I could definitely, like, draw those, at least those two points about what, um, about what, you know, quote-unquote protest might look like. Wait, look, yeah. Yeah, because I think protest can, it's... Oh, oh. A lot of the things you say, I have, like, so many responses to because it's so interesting. But I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that, like, protest, it, it can mean so many things. There's so many different forms of protest to me. And, I, you know, coming home to yourself or building a home for yourself mm-hmm. um, can be a form of protest or just carving out a space, you know, for your own pleasure, your own desires. And I think, you know, like, kind of what you were saying is in your earlier works where you positioned P, uh, black beings, humans, on mountains and planets, and and um, that is, to me, a, like a mood board of desire in a way, you know, like, or, mm-hmm, uh, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, a vision of future, or um, uh, your happiest self, your truest self, you know, when you're ascending mm-hmm. or something like that. I think mm-hmm. that in and of itself, to create that um, is a form of protest. I think it's, you know, simply carving out the space um, for your mm-hmm. for your desire to even exist in um, and I think, you know, that, for me, protest is anything that challenges, um, or threatens white supremacy. Um, and so I think, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, standing and marching on the front lines with a picket sign, you know, it could be Mm -hmm. taking a bath on a Sunday night or cooking yourself a warm meal that you love. Um, I think there's so many different ways to protest. And, and I think I find that art is a huge vessel of protest, um, And I think that it's so interesting, this kind of symbolism or, like, metaphor of what collage really is when you were speaking to, you know, you feeling like being your collage. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really, that really resonates with my spirit. And I I never really thought about it like that, but I think there's so much beauty. I think collage has taught me so much about redemption. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm. much about redeeming myself or sometimes redefining, but renewing and rejuvenation, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. specifically about redemption. I think it's even in the simplest form of like, like kind of what I said before about, you know, when you pace something down, it's permanent, it becomes permanent. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever you pace, you risk I feel that in the whenever I'm sitting and making a collage, I'm like, should I put this here? If I put this here, it's there. That's a risk, absolutely. you know, and that yeah, requires sur- surrender and that requires trust. 
And, yeah. and it's taught me so much about what it is to, I pasted this down and I don't like it here, but it's, I'm still capable of stretching and finding something like newfound beauty in, in this decision. Um, Absolutely. you know, and I think that that requires even persistence. And I love what you mm-hmm. said about the nature of unpredictability. And I think that that is so complex in and of itself of it forces us to, to risk the unknown. You know, it forces us to radically mm-hmm. accept the unknown of, we don't know what this is going to look like, but it's going to be beautiful because I made it, you know? And I think that is so pure and that is so raw. And I haven't found that in many other art forms outside of collage. I think, mm-hmm. obviously, I've never experimented with painting and there's so many other things, pottery. But And, and I think they would bring, you know, individual um, lessons in and of itself. But I love that you said that you um, feel like your own collage because there are so many beautiful and spiritual lessons that I have, you know, taken out of that art form. Um, and it's so interesting to kind of speak words to them because it's a feeling I have when I'm making it, but I've never kind of mm-hmm. spoken it out loud and it's, it's beautiful. So I really appreciate you for kind of like starting that conversation. Yeah, no. And it's, and it, it's so funny because I think, um, you know, I started collaging like at the end of 2017 and, um, digitally yeah. and, <clears throat> Um, it was because I was writing, like I was writing poetry Mm, and, um, like the words weren't enough. And I was just like, okay, like, you know, um, let me try this. Yeah. And, you know, they really felt like an extension, um, you know, of one another, right? Like just the fragments and, um, all of the ways that, um, All of the ways that um, all of the ways that I swear, like, have a thought in my head, and like the way it disappeared. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> You're totally fine. Take your time. <laughs> um. totally forgot like what I was going to say but um you were talking about how you were writing and you started um collaging thing I'm so happy you did and um (laughs) yeah and how you felt like the words weren't enough which I I also really resonate with um did you feel like you kind of had to attach maybe images or visuals to the words that you were sitting on or living with um, to, to kind of translate, or was it um, just kind of like a spur of the moment, let me try something else? That's a good question. And so I remember, like, I was writing uh, what I thought was going to be a collection of poetry, okay. um, you know, called Anterior, and it was just, um, you know, a reflection on, you know, just the women with, you know, whom I share blood, right? Like, mm. if, 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 if I needed to, um, speak their name, like, they would know who I am. Right, um, right. And if one day they needed to speak, 
speak mine. You know, I would yeah. also know, you know, who they are. Right. And so <clears throat> it, it started out as that. Okay. Um, in this trying to um, just recall and remember um, the stories that um, were here before, the stories before mine. Yeah. And I remember, like, at that time, like, I was also blogging a little bit, and I just remember, like, writing in a blog post that, like, okay, like, the words are just not enough. Yeah. And what I see and what I envision and what I imagine just really, um, it, 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 it is living and, you know, really lush imagery and, 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 and has colors and texture. And um, I did not know at the time that, like, collage was going to become that. Right. But I remember, like, at one point um, discovering that, okay, right, like, this collage work really is an extension of, of writing poetry for me. And on yeah. the days that um, I can't produce the written language, right? Um, it shows up in color and form and texture mm. and repetition and shape mm. and in negative space. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it just became like the, the this case for all expression, right? Is that um, being a channel for both and like everything in between, like these very complex and you know prosaic emotions that you know we experience. But um, and even though that still doesn't feel like a you know a, a fully expressed you know idea, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yet I, I, I at least know you know, that particular feeling. And so, um, and I feel that right. when, when I'm working. Yeah. yeah. I feel, um, I feel, I feel a, a rhythm, mm-hmm. right? I feel, um, Does it feel that, like dancing to you at all? <laughs> That that is an hmm. You know what's so funny is um you know, I have such an obsession with um with dancers. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um no she is in my business, but um <laughs> I have such an obsession, um you know, with the art form and the way that, um, and the surrender that it requires. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, I, I can feel that in my hands. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. there was a moment, like in time, like where I did dance. Yeah. You know, but I think that there, um, and so I, I do think I miss that feeling of, um, of just full-on surrender, right? Yeah. Like, including, yeah. like, using, like, your physical body. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, it feels like a dance in that way. Right. Um, absolutely, like, it feels like a surrendering, mm. for sure. For sure. Mm. Um... And that's a really, um, 
that's a scary place yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. That's a scary place to be. And so, um, you know, there are moments, I think, you know, when I'm working and I'm just kind of moving, you know, through it in this particular, you know, rhythm that maybe doesn't really make sense or um, yeah. <clears throat> might be trying to, like, find my step, you know, in it all. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really love that idea of, um, and also, you know, we've talked about, like, a number, you know, of expressions in yeah. this particular, you know, conversation. Yeah, like, we're absolutely. talking about dance, and we're talking about collage art, and we talked about you as a painter. Like we talked yeah. about, um, you know, we talked about poetry, and, you know, uh, you know, all of that. Um, it's just, you know, really a reminder, you know, of the ways that... Um, imagination yes yeah yeah um yeah uh, uh, um, imagination or at least the um the process you know being imaginative um is only possible yeah when we surrender absolutely right um medium and and, and art form you know aside aside absolutely i totally um the way that you have to be ready to receive that thing yeah yeah (laughs) is is different right and it's not and it's not always about you know um it's not it's not and so i think you know even when we talk about you know art you know in a lot of ways like we talk about the art right like we talk about the final piece or, you know, what mm-hmm. we essentially, you know, wind up, you know, hanging on the wall or, right. you know, what have you. Um, but, you know, I think that um, I think that that process um, and what you have to be available to to get there. Yeah. Um, it's just something we yeah. just, you know, we don't talk about. Absolutely. You know, share, you know, enough about, you know, uh, about that process. So, yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah and, and so a lot of times... The, the work, you know, doesn't really feel about what I can do. Yeah. Like, it, it really feels about what I have the ability to receive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's given me a lot to think about in terms of, like, the process, you know, the artistic process. Is you, what you said is we oftentimes, you know, just show the end result um, or we rush through everything to get to the end result. Um and the things that we believe we'll receive from the end result. Um, mm-hmm. And we barely spotlight, yeah, the process, which I think is that it is, at least uh, to me, that dance that we're kind of talking about. It is, you know, the act of surrendering. It's the gliding and yeah. the, the grinding and the swaying. And if you want to mm-hmm. talk about it in terms of dancing. Um, and I think it's a delicate dance 
You know, the process is a delicate dance which, in which we play with ourselves and in which we play with whoever else we might be, you know, in communion with while we're, we're in this creative process. And if it is with another person, then we're in this dance together. Um, yeah. And I think that that is such an interesting thing. And, I, and, and maybe it gives me a lot to think about in terms of how can I highlight that process of dancing, you know, instead of just focusing on mm-hmm. on the end and the end result. Because, um, you know, what would the end yeah. result be without the dance? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and so, you know, that is definitely not to... Um, you know, discredit or, you know, you know, minimize, you know, the work because I do think that, you know, once it is out in the world, um, it, um, it, it it has the ability to change everything, right? Yeah. But what I will say is that, um, I think that at least I am an artist who, um, is just deeply obsessed and has a fascination, like, with process. Yeah, same. Um, same. And that's just me, right? And so, um, you know, a lot of times, like, there might be a moment where I don't, you know, have a final piece. Like, you know, this morning, I didn't, you know, have a final piece to, you know, share that I got done. But um, I was working through so much, like, in the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that um, at least feels like the important thing to me right now. Yeah. It does. It does. And so, yeah, so just being able to um, to be grateful for sitting in process. Yeah. And Yeah, to show um, grace. Understanding, yeah, understanding um, the decisions that you're making and what you're reliant on and, you know, all of those things, um, uh, are, you know, very fascinating to me. And, you know, are also things that, um, that sometimes just for you. Yeah. Right. They don't, um, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And yeah. so there are things that, you know, I like to share, but you know, not all of our, you know, not all of the discoveries of my, my practice, you know, are required, you know, to be mm-hmm. public. And, mm-hmm. um, there is a particular, um, you know, intimacy, right. you know, that, that, yeah. that, that happens there. So, um, and I think when I made the transition from, you know, digital work to, you know, hand cut work, um, I immediately recognized the, the difference in my yeah. intimacy that I felt. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely. Completely. Absolutely. And I've never been an artist that, you know, <clears throat> has worked, you know, with her hands. Right. Um, so, you know, I was fascinated at, um, you know, at what I discovered about myself there. And so my work very shiftly, I mean, my work shifted very quickly from, you know, this focus on um, these larger than life, you know, black women, you know, and where I place them in the world. And, like, my work is very reflective of, like, interior. Yeah. Like, even, like, literally, like, literal physical interior. Right. Right, like, I think if, like, you look a lot of my work, like, and it's hidden, but there, you know, are, like, there are rooms and, like, pieces of rooms and, 
um, I think that was reflective of like what I what I've experienced, you know, with that process is that it felt very intimate. Like I felt like no one was supposed to be watching. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so I would, you know, definitely you know, even mark that as, you know, a distinction. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I'm really I glad think there's always that. a big difference. And when I go, even when I like, you know, go back and forth and I do do something digitally. Right. Um, they are different. Yeah. They're different and they're yeah. two completely different processes. And I, I feel like, you know, two very different artists, um, right. you know, when I'm doing yeah. them. Um, and so, um so, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> wow. I could definitely imagine, you know, the transfer of energy would feel different. Mm-hmm. D- depending on if you're doing hand uh, handcrafted or digital collage. That's so fascinating that you spoke to that. Yeah. And I was, you know, don't think I was aware. Yeah. Um, you know, of it. And so, um, and so I've been doing, you know, the hand cut work. Mm, for a little over a year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, like I said, I started, you know, doing digital work in, um, you know, at the, like, since about 2017. Okay, So. yeah. um, And I really can't imagine my life without the practice now. Like, I really can't. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know again like you know what you know life will have in store but you know I think I will always return to this as a practice as a practice and I will yeah. always yeah I will always reference it um right. you know as you know a process that um has been such an entryway to myself yeah. like such an yep. entryway like I just the you know the overwhelming clarity that's what I feel like I have yeah. Um, you know, when I sit down, you know, with that blade is, 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 is it's pretty fascinating. Thank you for listening to this episode of Who Made Juices. This podcast is brought to you by the Diaz Collections. Today's episode was entitled Dancing Hands in Spiritual Dialogue with Chiffon Taylor. You can find more of her work on social media at ByChiffon, as well as her website, ByChiffon.com. You can also follow us on social media at The Diaz Collections. If you'd like to support us in this journey, please leave a comment or a rating and share this with your loved ones. Our cash app is The Diaz Collections, and our Venmo is The Diaz Collections, LLC. Happy February. I hope this month reinforces your deeper inner wisdoms. Thank you for your unwavering love and light, and I'm sending you all high vibrations. Mm